1: Done.
0: Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
1: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com
3: Every time,
1: and if you love the filet fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined
4: with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba 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 ba.
5: Meet Brandon. Brandon doesn't quite understand the power of email marketing and sales funnels, and he doesn't want to lose his customers to a company he loves either. No worries. Brandon is completely safe. The ATS JR Network will do most of the marketing for Brandon and make sure that every customer he brings into the company remains with him. Imagine having emails sent out to your customer every day that add value to their lives and makes them money. Also, imagine the company Brandon loves marketing to his customers while he's at work or asleep. Brandon's customer will purchase the next level of ATS while he's busy. Brandon may not understand sales funnels, but Brandon certainly understands how ATS keeps giving him pay raises monthly. At ATS, we take care of your business and financial goals with you. Join Brandon in ATS today.
4: Welcome everyone to Brick by Brick podcast with Antonio T. Smith Jr. and myself, Tim <laughs> Smith. Hallelujah, <'cause> Sunday. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for joining us. It's been a very long time since Antonio and I have been together in this capacity. Um, I say this capacity because there are thousands of other capacities that we're together in, but it feels good, and I am hashtag so happy and grateful, pun intended, to be back recording with you. So without further ado, Antonio, as of this recording, today is Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to you and to everyone, all the dads who are listening. You went on a tangent before we started recording but i hope you're not going to go back into the attention again but how are you today sir
6: i am doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good so i welcome all of you normally y'all don't know about it but i used to try to sell tempest away but we ain't doing that no more that's a long time ago and you can't have
4: that's called prostitution
6: well, that's what we used to do. And then I used to do all sorts of stuff. I used, you know, I used to try to get some single folk out there to try to get them. I can't have it. That's okay. <clears throat> that's all right. This is done for, okay? Good. Good stuff. No, everything is great. And this time we get to see part of our audience, Tempest. We're going to get to see part of our audience, right? That's weird. Is,
4: yeah, So I was say, this is awkward yeah. and weird, but we're going to yeah, do it what we do.
6: We're gonna make it work. Now, do you wanna allow questions as we go or what do we do?
4: Um, sure, we can do questions as we go. Let's make it work. I think that would be
6: fun. It. Well, take us away, Tempest. Tell us what we're talking about.
4: So today on this beautiful Father's Day, our topic is how to handle a nine to five job while building your legacy. And I purposely chose the All word right. legacy and not building a business because going back to work while building your legacy hurts worse, in my opinion, from my Mm. personal experience. Mm. Wait a minute.
6: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Cause we've both been there. We both had to give up things, lose things just to build this here and everyone knows about the stories of the Doritos, splitting a bag of Doritos, Arizona Tees, et cetera. But you just said you chose legacy in the title. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Tempest chooses all our titles. I never choose them. It's rare that I know what we're going to talk about before, but I didn't know this time. And you just said, Tempest, that it hurts when you're building a legacy and you have to go back to work. Can you break that down? Please, because somebody has to be feeling
4: that. Okay, so build a business like no offense. You kinda you can kinda hokey pokey with that. Like you can shut down and be like, oh, okay, well it didn't work out. I'm gonna go back to what I was doing. But so when you're trying to build a legacy or as you were talking about before we hit record <laughs> as you were talking about before we hit record about missing um, your kids' birthday parties and things like that, it's different right because if you were just focused on building your business then you can shut the business down and go hang out at E. Cheese or wherever your kids go party at but when you're focused on building a legacy meaning after i die and after my kids are gone and after my kids kids are gone like when you're focused generational wealth right it's different it's it <coughs> you wake up early in the morning, like two, three o'clock in the morning, thinking about, you know, did I give enough, not just for me or for my employees, but did I give enough for the next generation? So when you're in the middle of building that and you Mm -hmm. have to pause and go to work or pause and have to find a job because the money isn't rolling in the way you wanted it to roll in, that hurts worse. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you're an entrepreneur who's kinda halfway into it, you can it's easy to give it up. But when it's your legacy, when it's your last name on the line, it's different. In my opinion, Mm. in my experience.
6: All right. All right. Wait a minute. We got a lot of stuff to break down there. Normally (laughs) people would do this, but she is on fire right now you i heard loud in fact i see shannon in the chat here says i can't hear nothing else sorry and i don't blame her i don't blame her because that's you, you, you right it's, that's when your pain when your pain becomes louder than your prayers can anyone relate to that right when your pain becomes louder than your prayers
3: yeah.
6: it's 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 whew, right Tip has said something that really really hurt me talking and it was it was just a little word i think it was like five letters or something like that. A little word means nothing to no one, but when you put it in a sentence with legacy, it kills you, especially if you're 100% in, 10 toes deep or whatever. And what she said was when you have to pause your legacy and go to work. Ooh! Okay. Oh. That stings a lot just hearing it. Because we can't wrap our minds around pausing us to go work for a slave master. How did you feel, Tempest, when you had to do it?
4: I felt like a failure. I felt like the kids I don't have, I've already let them down. And I felt like the mom who I said I'm going to take care of is still having to go do what she doing because I can't provide for her. So I felt like I was selling the generation behind me and failing the generations in front of me. And it made me feel made me feel less of a person because here I am telling people, Oh, I'm gonna be this, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna go build this, yada yada yada, but you seeing me clock in. That hurts that hurts. I don't care what nobody say. That hurts your ego, right? You have to have some real conversations with yourself to say after I get off work, I still have to go home and not chill out. I got to go build because I can't be in this situation forever. Someone in chat said you wonder when is it ever going to happen? Exactly. I'm at work. Can I say it the way I want to say it? At work? Please building someone else's legacy and not building my own.
5: Mm, Making sure someone mm, else's
4: mm. kids and grandkids are okay, but I'm barely making it with the Mm. business I have and the job I'm clocking into.
6: Oh, we should have helped a lot of people today. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, this is Brick by Brick, in which we help you build your business brick by brick sometimes we give away marketing tips sometimes we just be real and tell you how much we failed and apparently you are in a being real and tell you how much we failed
3: conversation
6: (laughs) honestly i remember when i before i met tempest you know what the funny thing is i told this story for the first time ever to my team tempest knew but i told this the first time ever my team a couple days ago and it seems like it's It was prepping me to say it in front of all of you and embarrass myself. I got caught in the 2008 housing crisis twice. September 12, 2008, Hurricane Ike came through Galveston and I lost everything. Lost everything. I attached myself to someone, learned how to do real estate, picked up really quick, worked for free, bought five houses by 2009-ish. By that, I mean, within 365 days or 300 and, 300 and let's say 400 days, I end up having five houses. It wasn't, I, I went from nothing to five houses as fast as possible. And I remember the last house that I bought, the lady told me, hey, you're moving really fast. I didn't know the lady, but she gave me some advice that I did not listen to long. I should have. She said, don't overcompensate yourself. Oh, I need someone to hear me. <clears throat> Don't overcompensate yourself. If a renter walks out on you, sir, you're going to have to cover that rent. And right now, you're pretty stretched thin. Well, me being smart, I didn't listen. (laughs) And of course, renter walked out. I had to take care of that. Then another renter walked out. Now I got to go move into a rent house. Just to give up where I'm at, move into a house. Long story short, I lost all five of those houses faster than I bought them. It's a domino effect, and it taught me a lesson that you need to become a great business person before you become a great investor. It taught me that. But here's what happened: as 2009, I had to go back to work, and the only job I can find. Remember, 2008, Hurricane Ike, 2009, we are in the middle of a recession, super recession, super duper recession, really close to becoming Great Depression, and I got to go work at Little Caesars for $8.50 an hour. I went from $75,000 a year plus commission to Little Caesars, $8.50 an hour. And I got $8.50 because of my experience and me being a veteran. The pay was $7.25. Wow. I got a <laughs> I got a dollar twenty-five extra because I went to two wars and I've been a manager for a long time, right? And I stayed there, Law. I stayed there, Jerome. I swear I did. Tempest, when did I leave Little Caesars? Uh,
4: November
6: 2011? Yep, that's right. November 2011. That's two and a half years. Building. I met Tempest as a boss that had to go do 40-plus hours flipping pizza, making dough. I had to convince Tempest I was the one to follow while having a full-time job as a manager at Little Caesars. It hurt. It hurt bad. But I knew that I wasn't going to be there forever. But here's what happened, and I'll throw it back to Tempest. I told them in 2010, I was gonna retire in 2011. Y'all, I was broke. I was broke, but I love those people so much because they saved me and they were just good people. I gave them a year notice, not a two week notice, a year notice, year notice. And I told them first before I had it. Oh, I'm about to start talking. (laughs) Nothing in the bank account, nothing in the bank account. Can I push it further? Child support taking 50% of my wages. Ah, huh. Okay. All of that, and I say I'm gonna retire. Had no plan, no nothing, and I told Tempest I'm gonna retire. And I went. Actually, it was network marketing that did it. Actually, to be honest with you, I went to network marketing, figured it out. And for a whole year I gave up everything just to get it done. Tempest, you got a similar situation, a similar story, that which you had to do something like that. Won't you tell us about it?
4: Um, so the first time I
6: <laughs> the went first to time. Work. <laughs> so, so, so you so you got you got to, you got in pain more than once.
4: Yes. So I met you in like uh oh, what that's definitely life. I met you, and I was working, but I'm not talking about that. We started building, and my car got repossessed on a Sunday afternoon. I was pissed and hurt at the same time because I left security to go follow this guy. Follow me. Following this guy got me... Um, car list
6: repossessed
4: and we're in school <laughs> Houston Baptist University and neither one of us got a car come on somebody I'm close to Houston Baptist University someone else is 60 miles away from Houston Baptist University with an 8 o'clock class by the way we had hours. I mean, literally hours to figure out what we gonna do. So, I think you figured. It out. I think somebody let you use a car. And we're in school, and I'm like, we ain't gonna make it. We ain't got gas money. We couldn't afford the Doritos. Nothing. So I got a job. And I'm working part time, and we building and I'm working part-time, and they throw out a couple of extra hours, I take the overtime just for us to be broke, just for us to get some Doritos, just for us to get Arizona tea, just for us to take care of company business while people behind the scenes struggling, and this was a ministry at the time. This wasn't coaching. This wasn't conferences this was helping people helping people while we needed help ourselves <laughs> that is <laughs> that is painful giving people we were giving people like hotel vouchers and meals and we were hungry ourselves watching people eat in front of us praying for them making sure that they're okay And wondering if God knows that we are in the exact situation as the people we're helping. Helping people out, they say thank you. They go, they fool, and they gone about their business. We trying to figure out how we gonna get home. That was the first time (laughs) did you keep some vouchers? No, gave everything away. So I. So eventually, start doing good, right? <laughs> and the job ended. So back to nothing, back to square one. I'm in school, and then financial aid office comes through and I'm like, hey, hey, girl, hey, that grant that you thought you had, we ain't got it for you no more. You owe, I think it's eight thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars and twenty-six cents. Huh, child roll right now because I ain't got it so I'm pissed because I'm not in school I'm pissed because we ain't got no money and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and we still helping people God making a way for them ain't made a way for us so I go back to the job ask for a job back this time they give me a full-time job same $750 an hour but when you broke and hungry an hour is a blessing. So now I got a full-time job. Okay, Antonio, now we can make it a little bit. We can breathe a little bit better. Wrong. More money, more problems. Every problem that could have came up popped up from his repossession of cars, from lights being turned off from being sick and needing to go to a doctor and needing money for medication to get better so you don't end up back in the hospital. Um, Did I say lights getting turned off? Because that was happening every month for two households, right? Water getting turned off, needing gas to get to school, getting to school and not having money, not being able to eat, watching other people eat and we scraping up money from the vending machine that at that time it wasn't corner store doritos bag in the beginning it was that little bitty 85 cent out the vending machine doritos bag and we struggled struggling but telling people god is good struggling <laughs> telling people um oh you want Antonio to come speak at your church sure no problem we'll get there I had no idea how we were going to get there get there and he preached or he speaks, and somebody gave him $20. And we just scraped up 40 to get there. So we 20 in the home. Still got to get back home. Still got to eat. He still got a family at home, right? So at this time, it was just Aiden, um, but Ashton was on the way. So a newborn on the way, a three-year-old at home. I had my own situations going on at home, and it was rough. And we building. (laughs) We're building. Telling people to hang in there, coaching people, not knowing that we're coaching, and struggling. hungry, broke, broken, sitting on the side of the road because car has broken down and we have no way of getting a tow truck. No way. Don't know where the money's going to come from. We struggled, y'all. It's hot in Texas, right? 100 degrees, it all cars always broke down in the summertime, never in the wintertime. 100 plus degrees outside on 610, on 59. And then this man says, I wanna go intern at Lakewood. Oh, okay, thinking it's free. They say, oh, it's it's a fee attached to that. What, sis? Really? So now we're doing that. Someone, a question said, what kept you guys going? Uh, I'll answer for me, and then I'll let Antonio answer. I knew, I complained, but I knew that it had to be something better than our current situation. It had to be something more than what we were going through. And at that time, I'm listening, <laughs> listening to Antonio with his ideas. And listening to God say, keep following when I wanted to quit. And I did quit Him a couple of times, but I kept going back because God kept saying, it's something greater. And I was expecting something greater to happen like next week, next month. It's almost eight years later. And Sam, what kept you going? Yes,
6: yes. No, no, no. Uh, Well, before I answer what, what kept us going. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. I would like to follow that same energy. What kept me going? I wrote it down so I won't forget. What made you keep following me? Because I kept making, I kept telling you this is going to work. What the hell? Why on earth? Because following me got you was it two repossession?
4: A one. 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 All right. Well, I had three I Lost the other car. Lost the other car because I couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford to get it out the south. Remember?
6: $100. Yep. So right, and I lost a, a car because I couldn't afford. The engine went out. Cylinder broke. Three thousand dollars to get out, and I didn't have, We didn't have it. We didn't. We we lived the lifestyle. We, you, if three hundred dollars came up. We wouldn't have that. Now you're talking about 3,000. What made you follow me? Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to answer. I don't know what the heck you're going to say, because I've never asked you this before. But it's going to answer part of the question, at least your part of the question, what made us keep going. And let me just say, that whole while, I mean, that whole eight years later, we were thinking eight days later, It want to be eight years. That's a BS. But that's exactly what happened. Sometimes, yo, I don't even want to talk about that right now. Okay, what made you keep following me, giving you all those promises? What the hell was I saying? To you? What? What? Like, come on, let me just talk. Cause I don't know what I don't know what was going.
4: So it wasn't so much as what you were saying. Um, Cause you were saying, you know, we gonna make it, and that God gonna take care of us, yada yada yada. And at some point, it was like, all right, well, where is God at? Because we own fifty nine right now. But so it wasn't your words; it was, um, it was your drive that made me continue to follow you. Because I was ready, and I did quit thousands of times. But it was like every time we would hit a roadblock, you would just get up and keep going. And I was like, dang, do we sleep now or what? And when I was ready to sleep, you wasn't ready to sleep. And I was like, okay. And it just didn't seem to bother you. But what really made me keep going were your kids. Your kids made me say, keep pushing because I saw how Aiden and Ashton looked at you. Like, um, I don't know, I just saw how they looked at you and I saw how hard, I told you this this morning, I, I saw how hard you were working so they didn't have to sleep in trash cans like you did or they didn't have to ex- Experience abandonment from their parents, like you did. And I don't know, your kids really pushed me because I saw, even though you missed a lot, and even though you weren't there, I saw how excited they were every time you walked into a room. Even if it was like <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, I saw and heard how grateful they were for you. And I, I didn't have that with my dad and I'm like okay so if these kids can believe in this guy then maybe my adult self can believe in him too because you would tell them you know daddy's gonna make a way or we're gonna get to do this and they'd be like okay okay and they'd be super excited and holding on to your every word and they never got disappointed because it didn't happen the next day they never got disappointed because it took two or three years for it to happen. They were just excited that you said it and they held on to that belief. And when it did happen, I saw the the joy in them. So I was like, okay, well if this four year old and this little one year old who follows follows me around everywhere can have that kind of faith in you, certainly I can't too. So it, I mean, you are right. But your kids really <laughs> your kids really kept me going.
6: I did not know she was going to say that. My youngest son, Ashton, took an immediate like, liking to Tempest. It was weird. because he didn't talk to anyone. And he wound up, it's actually, his first words were to Tempest. And it's crazy. First words were "the Tempest out there. Wow. His first words were Tempest. It was Tempest. It was her name. It's first, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. Her name, which is really hard to say. As an adult, you know this one-year-old winds up saying it. So that's pretty cool. Well, let me answer the question. <clears throat> let me. I'll answer the question and then I'll tell you the two things that were bothering me the most. <laughs> Hopefully, you received something for temp. If I don't know what you received. I have no idea. You you got something? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you received. Uh, I you know I mean I was I was fighting back. Tears, because you know I'm tough. So much I was trying to, I was start sweating, fighting, but I had to like wipe myself because my, you know, everything inside was, you know, you know, trying to, uh, yeah, it's too much pressure to fight myself and start sweating. What kept me going? It was personal. I have no other answer than that. <clears throat> I have no other answer than that. It was personal. Everybody forgot about me. You know it's I'm so not gonna cry, okay <laughs> it was <laughs> it was personal it was hard growing up as me it was hard i'm I'm serious, it was not easy you know it's it it's so marketable now, and it's so made me famous and, and it it even pays me today. That was really, really hard to go through. You know, I would have birthdays, nobody would call. To this day, I actually I I don't even know my real birthday today. It's either July 20th or it's July 27th. That's a real story. I have no idea what my birthday is. The one I celebrate is the one I was told the one the United States government has is a whole different one. It's crazy. When you grow up like me, it's it's not it's not fair. It's not fair. And everything just wound up being really personal. I, I'm, I'm not sure how I can express that without, I, I don't mean that to sound arrogant. I'm, I'm not even sure how I sound. It's personal. I had to. I had to, because I didn't have nothing else. My whole life would have meant nothing if I didn't succeed. I would have just been this kid with a bad childhood. And I don't like that. Like that bothers me, right? To, To just be the kid with the bad childhood as an adult, that pisses me off. I'm just, you know, I don't mean to be abrasive, but it really does. I had to do something. As a matter of fact, I was, there's some people that I'm taking care of now and, you know, my, my private life is like super private, super private. And I was telling someone in it, Yo, I made it, you know, and everything's happening. This this launch is for it to happen, et cetera. And if I don't do it, I said the last 37 years was nothing. It's like getting all this drug through the mud and then quitting. I'm not built that way. I'm not. I'm not built that way. The same same confidence that people who don't know me call arrogance is the same confidence that got me out the trash can. Like, Like, The same confidence that got me out the trash can is the same confidence some people try to talk about. But without it, I wouldn't have lived past six. I, I look, my youngest son's seven years old. He's 62 pounds. He's got a bird chest, ribs. His body looks like a head, some nipples, and a stomach. That's all I see when he takes off his shirt. That's it. That's all I can't see nothing else. I don't see nothing else. Chest, nipples, and stomach, right? Where the food goes, little dark spots on his chest. That's all I see. (laughs) And when I was his age, I was homeless. My 10-year-old's got these threads, cools, these pretty white teeth. I was homeless at his age. And four years from now, until he's 14. I'm still living in the streets homeless. So what made me get through it. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want that to be my story. I didn't. Now, while we was going through all those, re- hopefully that answers your question. Someone else put in the chat a question about Metro bus. There's no Metro bus here in Galveston. There was no way I could have caught public transportation to Houston and then made that work. It, it, Houston is, I mean, Houston is different. And here in Galveston, there's no public transportation. There is a, a form of public transportation, but the budget's too small. It, it's, it's, it's just not the same. It's, it's not the same. It doesn't go past Galveston, right? It's for, and it's for old people. <laughs> That's the way I see a Seagull and It's for old people. You know, anyway, it's just not, not the same as a big city, you know, anything. Two things really made me struggle. I don't know why I'm going to tell you this, but I feel like I'm supposed to. I had family opposition and drugs. And I'm, I'm going to break them both times to you. I wasn't, I I did nothing. I didn't do drugs. That's But don't celebrate me. I used to sell them. It's where I came from. You know Jay-Z's story, you know mine. Okay, It's where I came from. Where I came from, I'm seven years old selling drugs to eat. Eight. Nine. By the time I was ten, I was an expert. Expert. I knew how to cook what was real and I knew how to cook what was fake to get some money. I knew how to take A candle boiling in water, a white candle, boiling in water until it got this yellowish tip, like like fingernail yellow, put it in the freezer, let it harden up, and then, I don't know if y'all know about cookies, it doesn't matter, I'm not going to teach you how to do everything, and that was how I would make money selling candle wax. That's crack. Now, I mean, but this is, I mean, you just pull up my jail record if you want to, right? Or, or you know, follow another interview I did. I mean, my, my, you don't come homeless and not encounter drugs. Come on. That don't make no sense. For any of you to think that I got out this thing unscathed, you're crazy, right? You don't, you don't come through the hood with a CIA pump through crack. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Let me not be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying. Somebody put crack through the hood. It wasn't us. I don't know who did it, but somebody did it. And those are the two things I struggle with. Going back to what I used to be and my family telling me, go get a job. This isn't working. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but when with some of all those repossessions, I'm going to keep it real with you. I had to fight. In laws, wife at the time, I had to fight going back to going to go get a job, going to go be a regular person. It was tough. It was tough. Why don't you just go? This isn't working. So while Tempest is getting repossessions, because I said, trust me, now I got families saying, you're not trustworthy. These lights keep getting cut off. We shouldn't have to live like this. And every month they would. Tough. And the number one thing I knew how to do was flip some money and fix the problem in 30 days. And I'm here to tell y'all I never, and I told Tempest, I said, I can't. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to figure out how to do it. I have to. I can't go back to what I used to be. I can't do it. I have to. It had nothing to do with fear. I wanted to crack the code. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I will tell you, Stop going back to what's familiar. You don't build multi-million dollar companies in familiarity. The only thing that I would have done if I would have called cousin luck, that's a real cousin. Real cousin. Real deal. Only thing I would have did was not build this company. The well, fast money would have got me or jail time. Either way, I wouldn't know y'all. That's a different path. That's poverty. Don't go back to poverty because you're familiar with how it works there. Anyway, tempest you got a question from Gerald. <laughs> if you want to we'll pick it for here, go ahead, Gerald. Hello, everybody. Man, this is so powerful. I tell you what, when you say stop going back to what's familiar, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Could you expound on that just a little bit deeper? Yeah, absolutely. We have a, no, let I me, mean, let I me, mean, I didn't want to do it in a smart way. What is familiar is what used to work when you were the old you. But when you cast a dream bigger than you, you're no longer allowed to do anything old you would have done. But I, I, that, I, when you say, I want a different level of blessings, you're also saying, I, I'm going to get to a different level of awareness to get to those different level of blessings. And in my awareness, there was prosperity, in air quotes, in drugs. But that was never prosperity. It was at the detriment of someone else. And it was a blessing I always had to protect. Everybody listen to me. If it's a righteous blessing, you never have to protect it. If you are with correct motives, you're playing the right seeds, you never have to protect it. I do not have to protect this company. I don't. I don't. And everyone who is drawn unto me is with correct motives. And if they get in incorrect motives, they find themselves back to correct motives or they just vibrate out of my reality. So what is familiar? It's that lower level you, and you don't get to get those high things. Going back to low level you. Now that could look different for everybody. That could be arguments. You know, some 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 men can't handle. We ooh, she's pretty, and we go chase the pretty woman. And then what we do is we pull that pretty woman down once we get her, because we could no, no we couldn't handle her being pretty. We desired her being pretty. But we couldn't handle her being pretty, so we pulled her to where we're comfortable at. Now stay inside all day, wear these bag of pants, why you got on this, why you got on that? That's the familiar. Hopefully that helps you, Gerald. Good stuff, he said that helps. There was two questions in chat, Tempest, I'll let you answer that. It was locked. You can say
4: Well, Law was asking, did you know it would you were, I, I can't remember what you were speaking on? But I'm I'm pretty sure he he remembers what how he was asking that question.
6: Okay, Law, ask me your question, whatever I was talking about.
3: I mentioned uh would you you said that you would be famous. Did you know that you would or is that something that you were just pretending? always
6: knew. Always knew. Always knew. I never like I you didn't have to finish that question. When I was six years old in the trash can, I always wanted to be rich and famous. Y'all are humble. I never wanted a humble life. Never. I always knew. I'm telling you, some of us are built this way. Okay, you in a trash can, homeless, everybody forgot about you. Psychologically, this makes sense. I'm gonna make sure they never forget about me, right? I mean, come on, this, is, this just makes sense. I always knew I would be rich and famous. Always, from six years old, always knew I'd be rich and famous, and would nobody gonna stop me? Always knew that. Always knew that. Period. So don't. So when someone, someone's gonna go, hey Antonio, I'm being like CNN. Did you ever dream? Of, yes, yes, I did. I did. No, let's not. Let's not take the humble route here. I dreamed of this. I absolutely did. I brought it into existence because it's the only thing that I thought about. What happened, was is my motives about that changed. I wanted to be rich and famous because I didn't want anyone to ever have the audacity to forget me again. I ended up being rich and famous because I didn't want anyone else to be forgotten in their own life. And I think I saw the love of what? It is make a die and try. Oh, yeah, it was the make it a die, try and mindset. For me, in fact, this would be a good question for Tempest too. It was do or die, right? It, it was, uh, man, that's not even that's not even close enough. It was, it was. God, you're going to have to kill me right now. Period. And in fact, my team knows that. I say this around here all the time. You're going to have to take me out, kill me right now. Because I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, 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 Y'all not hear me. <laughs> y'all, y'all not hear me. I literally said this here. And I still say it to this day. They all know. If I said if I say, Tempest, Shannon, we're, in fact, Shannon was the first one to catch it. I don't even know if she's on the call. Shannon was the first one to catch this here. When I say we're going to do something, I say I'm willing to die for it. Mm-hmm. And when I say I'm willing to die for it, they are trusting me, saying, now, God's going to have to kill me, or if he finds me valuable, he better go ahead and give it to me, because I'm doing it anyway. Man, I'm trying to teach. Man. Go ahead, Tempest. Go, go. <laughs> what about you? Was it a do or die mindset?
4: It was not in the God, you're going to have to take me out type of way, <laughs> but yeah, it was...
6: Two, two different people.
4: You're the God pretty side to, of me. I didn't want God to take me out. No, I wasn't there. But it was either make it or go back to dysfunction. Go back to what I desperately wanted saving from. You know, it was, yeah, it was either we're going to make it or I'm going to go back to struggling. And I didn't want, I didn't want to struggle anymore. And I know people say that, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to watch my mom another second try to figure out how things don't work out. I didn't want that stress on her, and I didn't want to keep watching her kill herself at a job that wasn't worthy of it.
6: Mm. There's so much there. Tiffany. before we before we move on from that. How important. Now this is a real question and I'm let me brace yourself because it may it may make you tear up. Oh, how okay. important how important would you with your awareness mind on the other side of all this I don't I want to say trash but it was purpose the other side of all this purpose
4: mm-hmm.
6: your mom struggled she struggled a lot a few times mm-hmm. she almost died yeah my
4: mom almost yeah. died what like four years
6: ago Yeah. Yep. I like, not an hospital.
4: exaggeration, my mom yeah. almost died.
6: Yep. How important, because we've got some folks, well, I don't even want to qualify. How important would you say, I'm sorry, i told telling you.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but, but it needs to come out because it's real. It's real. How important would you say that your mom almost died and all that struggle she went through, and it was terrible. How much? What percentage would you say that is responsible for the success of the H S company today?
4: A hundred percent.
6: All right. Pause real quick before you say something else. Everybody, your mother's trouble is for you. Oh, wow. Bye. Okay. Hey, some of y'all, you use mother as a metaphor. Some of y'all are trying to protect something, someone, and you have no idea. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You have no idea that the reason you're getting ready to be successful is going to be 100% because of their struggle. Oh, I almost changed this whole phone call. All right, Tempest, right, ex, right, ex, ex, expound on that. Expound on that before I start preaching. Up in there. <laughs> ex, expound on that. So your mom, 100%. And, and let me tell you, I, I did not build this by myself. I did not. And, and I built it with Tempest, obviously. But then there's a point to where me and Tempest can't even say we built this by ourselves. We wouldn't be nowhere without our team. We really wouldn't. We really wouldn't. That being said, Tempest, would you open up in more details how important your mother's... You don't see it then, but how important your mother's struggle was to the success of this company and how she's going to be taken care of for the rest of her life now because she struggled.
4: Okay, so I don't think I've ever told you this story but I remember I was like 10 or 12. Um, My mom was a single mom and I remember she made dinner. I think it was like spaghetti or something and it wasn't enough for three people. Right? I with an older brother. If y'all know anything about boys, they eat like crazy. Okay. So and he's skinny, which really pisses me off because I didn't get that, right? So it wasn't enough for three people. So she made sure that me and my brother ate. And it wasn't enough for her. And I I don't think she knows this. Knows that I know this. I saw her get a bowl of cereal and go back in her room and eat some cereal for dinner. And it like I like I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure that happened like so many times before. But that was my first time seeing that. And I remember telling myself, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of my mom for the rest of her life. Because I never want her to be without ever again. Like I remember telling myself that ten or eleven, whatever. So I'm meeting Tommy Young. We're doing this building and all this stuff and struggling, and then my mom gets sick, right? (laughs) And like have to rush her to the emergency room. And they're checking her blood levels and her whatever. And they're like, ma'am, you shouldn't even be alive right now. Right? <laughs> and she ended up staying in the hospital for four or five days. Because that's just how close to death she was. And I was taking it serious. But when I saw my mom, my mom has never, not like that, not in the hospital like that, maybe for like a minor surgery, but I've never seen my mom in a hospital bed, hooked up to machines, and like, my brother and I are making life or death decisions. You know what I mean? Talking about power attorney and what's gonna happen next. Like that's where we were. So I was taking Antonio serious before that. But I was once I saw that, like I prayed and I was like, God, if you heal my mom, I promise I will never BS on this again. A few days later, she was out the hospital, she was at home for a while. And I called Antonio and I was like, we got to get to work. I can't, I can't flake on this because I don't have nothing else. And what I thought I could lean on, I can't depend on her no more. Not like that, because leaning on her is killing her. So I need this to, I need to flip this because I need my mom out of her situation and I need I need to tell 10 year old me I can do what I said I was going to do. So when I'm frustrated, when I'm ready to give up, and I have, I have quit, I have walked away. My mom is in the back of my head because all I see is her in a hospital bed. All I see is me and my brother talking about, you know what I mean? talking about what's going to happen. And I don't get to, I don't get to walk away. I don't get to, I don't know how to say it. I don't get to go back to what I used to be. I don't get to go back to what was familiar. Because going back is death for the person I'm trying to take care of going back to what's familiar is watching someone I will I will die for die and I don't want that. I don't have kids yet. I don't have anything else like that. But I have I have this parent who has given so much for me. I don't want her to die and I'm not be able to repay her for that. So that's my That's my motivation. When I don't feel like doing anything, I go back to, but your mom almost died. (laughs) And I can't, I don't get to be comfortable because of that. And, I mean, I know Antonio said that, you know, don't know who this is for. Maybe it's not your mom, so don't put it like that. But what are you fighting for? What are you building your legacy for? What are you showing up for? It's, yes, I want money, but it's greater than money in the bank account for me. It's saving someone's life. It's it's fulfilling a promise that I said I was going to fulfill 20 years ago. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person when my mom dies, I I have to live with regret because I failed her, because I was too comfortable, too arrogant, too whatever to do what I said I was going to do. I don't want that. I want to do what I have to do. I want to, my mom is going on a trip next year. She don't know it, but I'm going to pay for everything about the trip because that's a lifestyle that she deserves because I said so. So that's it for me, that's that's it. My mom is everything. It's the only reason why, I don't wanna say the only reason why, but it is a major reason why I do what I do. And like Antonio said, a job won't afford me that opportunity. I would never get there at seven dollars and fifty cents an hour because i couldn't take care of myself at that i still couldn't take care
6: of someone else and Tony? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i know you enough to know you should have passed it back to me well tempers just us wrap this up <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen let me just explain a few things for you this is this is how we started tempers and i would take a subject and we would literally <laughs> just look at Law's face. <laughs> you know what? Let me put that. Come on, Law. I'll your mic real quick. <laughs> let, me, let me let me capture that energy and freeze it in time real quick before we wrap it up. Go ahead. In, in your own way, express whatever you're going to express.
3: As far as, you mean talking about my facial expression?
6: No, it do not even matter. Whatever you want to say, let it come out. I'm not even going to lead you.
3: No, this just helped me so much because my sister and I are considering, not considering, we are going to start a podcast. And the fact that we actually have two hosts in this particular one, it's showing me and teaching me how to actually do it. So I'm just honored to be here and actually see the process, see how it's playing back and forth. And I'm just mind blown because this is what we want to do. So for you guys to actually, you know, invite all of us in on it, I'm just like, wow. Okay, so we can do this now. Let me do this. Let me do that. So I'm appreciative.
6: No doubt. I appreciate you. My friend, I got a good friend out there. a love her. Uh, she is just super duper awesome. She was texting me like, oh, my God, you chemistry is so amazing. Me and Tiffany, the chemistry is so amazing. And that, that was actually, when you go back to the podcast, you'll see all, a lot of people say that. And that's, that's always the thing we hear the, the most. What I want to tell you is, Tim is going to say something to you, then I'm going to say something to you. But let me tell you what you should have caught. What should be caught is this very simply. We never tried to front. We did not try to be bigger than where We were. We, 2014, we were flat out broke. We told people we were broke. Okay. We were, we had a relationship with a food bank. (laughs) and we were faithful to that food bank and we gave other people food while we were starving because that's not what it was for it wasn't for us and we had the integrity to make sure we didn't take advantage of that and we never ever ever we were documenting before gary v said document at least before we knew about gary v i should say we were and i just want to you know what I'm doing mine now, So, unless you do yours. I just want to encourage you. This is what we call our final thoughts, right? I just want to encourage you. Stop fronting. If you you work in the ATS network now, stop fronting. The people will sign up with you because you're not fronting. If you get out there and say, hey, these classes have changed my life I'm telling y'all if you're looking at my progression right now it's because of these classes. It has nothing to do with me being great. It has everything to do with the fact that I learned I study and now I'm becoming great. People will buy from you and grows. But if you try to get out there and say, I got my stuff together. Y'all need to be like me. No one's, you know, we know we're natural BS detectors. We we know when people are lying. You know we know when people are lying. Before I forget, I'm done with my motivational part. Tempest, myself, Grace, she doesn't even know it yet. Diana and Ken Underhill were testing something on your behalf. It's not a sales pitch or nothing like that. But I just want to let you know. If you see some posts from us, we're we're attempting to make sure that Chantel can get free customers and pay for it for life, that Jerome can get free customers, pay for it for life. So I just want to let you know, if you see something, don't panic, don't get all bent out of shape, it's us developing a system to make sure that if you work hard, we can gift you some residual income. Tempest's last and final words of encouragement and transformation on you.
4: Um, I would just say trust the process. I had no idea almost eight years ago that this would have happened. I had no idea that Doritos and Arizona cheese would become a story that people would be inspired by. It was just, it wasn't a story. It was our reality and what we could afford at the time. So I would just say trust trust the struggle, trust the process, and be okay with it. I mean, we complained. I did, at least. But it was for a reason. And every once in a while I think back to had I walked away the first time a roadblock came, I would have missed out on so much. And I think if you are struggling with where you are and it's not what it, what you think it's supposed to be, just keep going. Cause if you quit, you're going to miss out on the blessing of the struggle. I don't want you to just know the struggle. I want you to know the blessing. Uh, lots of the, all still eat those products. Once I left foster care, I never ate them. I actually ate some Doritos the other day. <laughs> it's, but it's been a long time since I grabbed uh, some Doritos. And I had Arizona tea yesterday. And when I shifted, I was like, oh, my Lord, not going back to this. But, yeah, I have. And Sonia says, still like Doritos, but I don't eat them often. What about Arizona tea? We keep Arizonas in the office daily. Okay, well, that's your ministry. I'm trying to upgrade to something else. Um, but, yeah, trust the trust the process and keep moving forward. Don't give up, even when it hurts, even when it even when you have to cry yourself to sleep and wake up crying keep moving forward but that's all I have to say thank you all so much for giving us an hour of your time an hour and four minutes of your time this was fun I was not expecting to like recording like this but here we are so I guess (laughs) we'll see you all next week have a wonderful and blessed week and we'll see you next time
6: All right,
2: everybody. We appreciate you. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in a thinking mode. haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money we're not looking to get rich we're looking to make you rich and by default we'll share an experience of that success with you you will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business here's my advice to you stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions will you answer the call or will you just get excited and be like wow this is a great video and do nothing the choice is yours let us celebrate your retirement let us celebrate your millions let us celebrate you and break you through the glass this is ATS and this is your moment
4: I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need.
2: The info that we care about.
4: We only give you news that puts money in your pocket.
2: And the news
4: that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today.
2: And what we can become.
4: Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives
2: make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire.
4: Tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News.